Hello, greetings and welcome to another episode of Being Healthy the Shaolin Way. Today we're going to explore the third dragon, part one, chapter eight. Don't even breathe, said a voice over her left shoulder. My leg, it hurts. I have to lay down. Louise Dufresne leaned up against a tree to take the weight off her left foot. Her hair dripped water and her foot sunk an inch into the mud. The hard circle of metal pressed against the back of her head moved with her. At least you're alive, said the voice with a deep rumbling of a Harley idling at a stoplight. Can I sit down? asked Louise, and she winced as her foot touched the ground. Broken. It might be broken. Maybe a bone was sticking out of the side of her leg. She had been afraid to look after she had cut the chute loose and hobbled all of ten steps before the man had come up behind her in the dark. If only the moon had not been piled beneath so many black clouds that she couldn't see her own feet. If she hadn't been diving blind, it had been broad daylight when she jumped. Seconds later, the world had gone pitch black, and she had plummeted through a thunderstorm, cold pelting rain and crooked explosions of light and falling, falling, falling. She had stepped out into a bright blue sky and plunged through an unseen vortex and into the night, falling, falling, until the chute opened. The harness yanked hard and caught her so much by surprise that she had almost passed out. Down, 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 rocking and swaying as she dropped. She had thought that she would die. A flash of pain in her left ankle as she impacted the earth and crumpled like a crash test dummy hitting a steering wheel. Excerpted from A Matter of Timing. According to alchemist Dennis William Hope, in his Complete Idiot's Guide to Alchemy, separation on the psychological level is the rediscovery and isolation of your essence or, or true self. Separation requires decisive action. The process involves cutting into the heart of the subject of the work at this stage to reveal the deepest essences of soul and spirit. He further explains that personal separation requires a certain amount of objectivity and honesty about your strengths and faults and what it is worth salvaging from your old personality. Dissecting is discarding. What is no longer relevant is no longer relevant or useful is an important role of the separation process. The goal of separation is to preserve what is genuine by removing it from contaminating influences and keeping it safe for further alchemical transformation. This stage is about getting beyond the restraints to your true nature so the real you can shine through. Before we continue our tale, where we journey to meet the dragon of separation, we need to think this through. It's important to grasp the concept what this means to us as writers. You've come this far with me, and I hope you have by now at least an intuitive grasp of where this approach to creativity and writing is taking us. In this series, I'm making the point that most writers should concentrate on themselves first and then the writing, because it is from themselves that the writing flows. With that said, the question to be considered is, what's the third alchemical process have to do with creativity? The first alchemical process, calcination, burned away many elements of our everyday selves that could impede our creative process, with a special emphasis on our everyday selves. The second process dissolved and washed away the residuals of the first process, allowing creative energy to well up within us. The third alchemical process involves cutting away at our personal reality. We start within and work outward. This differs somewhat from most traditional approaches to the study of writing. The idea we are exploring is that we 
Who we are shapes our reality, and thus our stories. We tend to see things based on our views, which is not necessarily the way they are at all. If this is indeed the case, then in theory, our reality, our worldview, should drastically change after we have undergone the first two chem alchemical processes. That would be more or less the case if it were not for a powerful internal force that is with most of us for the rest of our lives. Most writers, including myself, easily underestimate the strength of this force. To make the matter more complicated, most elements of our personality, both before and after we have absorbed the lessons of the first two dragons, are forces that can build us or destroy us depending on how they are applied. But the force we are discussing grows in strength nearly every day of our lives. What is this incredible weapon slash tool? Its name is habit. When we look both ways before crossing the street, this is a good application of habit. When we continue to look at the world and the people who inhabit it the same way, regardless of new facts or perspectives, then we're discussing habit as a negative force. At this stage, an important aspect of the teaching of the third dragon of creative writing is to learn to do better with our habits by attempting to gain control over our habits. To increase our creativity and improve our writings, we are taking control of ourselves. There is another reason for this battle, but that will show itself later in the quest. Sometimes it is so much easier to make major changes in our worldviews than it is to maintain them. Smokers know this well. It is so much easier for them to realize and accept that smoking is bad for them than to quit. They sometimes make plan after plan to quit, only to be drawn back to the deadly habit. Some quit for one day, two days, even a week, then slide or are pulled back into smoking by the sheer force of habit. How does this relate to us as writers? I will share with you a moment from my own past that I hope will illustrate the point. When I left home at 16 to seek out and learn from Ayn Rand, the writer, I left everything behind and risked too much to study the writing of larger-than-life ideas entwined with grand plots and larger-than-life characters. I left with little money, no serious plan, but a wonderful goal. Although I only spent several minutes of time with Miss Rand and her inner circle, I emptied wastebaskets and did janitorial work at the Objectivist Institute to earn money to eat. My experiences along the way were both gritty and revelatory. I saw life for the first time. I saw and felt hunger, saw poverty and experienced it saw violence, and suffered it. What I saw and lived was the stuff of writer's dreams. I saw my first ghost, experienced dreams and visions, nearly died but endured through no effort of my own except the benevolence of heaven. Before I returned, I was blessed with the visitation of three people who disappeared before my eyes and was enraptured by an epiphany of who I was and what I should do. But when I was returned home, the story in itself, the habits that were my life took over again, and my understandings and new conceptions were eroded by entrenched behaviors and patterns that established control of me again by wearing me down as wind and rain eventually reared on the tallest mountains. I wrote little, and what I did write was not inspiring. The lesson is that as writers, exploring ourselves and the origins and potentialities of our creativity, we are still vulnerable to that powerful force that will reassort control over us. We still labor, we still write, but we will not write to our full potential. We will have been worn down by habit. Eventually, 
our old identity will become us. But I believe there is a great writer dormant inside of us that we must fight for, which is worth the battle. What weapons have we, though, to defend ourselves in our quest to write the simple visions inside of us that portray and explain the grandness of the human family? Join me, if you will, for the next postings, where we'll learn the meaning of the sword held by the magnificent dragon of separation. It is a fine, beautiful weapon that he holds only to pass to each writer who confronts him and learns his lesson. Come with me then a little further and meet face to face with a dragon of separation. This ends today's episode. And if you'd like to learn more about the monks of the Shaolin Temple, go to ShaolinTempleUS.net. Until next time, good day.